A while back, Apple's Tim Cook sent a memo to all his staff, saying he missed the pitter patter of their tiny feet in his office. So, is it time to pull the plug on remote working and ask your teams to return to their desks, or should Tim Cook get a cat? Hi, Heidi. Hi, Brent. So, hello again. Hello. How are you both? Doing well. Doing well. So let's forget the big issue of COVID, if that's at all possible at the moment. But、um, should companies be encouraging us to return to work? I think I'd come back with the provocative question of why are you returning to work? And that's not a question many people are asking. It's a reflexive. Okay, everyone back in the boat. Do we need to be in the boat? What did we learn by being out of the boat? Those topics seem to be sorely missing in a lot of these discussions. Well, it's interesting that as humans we like what is comfortable. We like comfort. We like normal. We like what we always have done. And you see that in organizations where they do the same thing, no matter how unsuccessful it is. They keep doing the same processes. They use the same aging technology. The same thing is happening where employers are going. We used to be in the office. We let you all leave. We want you to come back. But like as Heidi said, they're not asking the question: Were we just as productive outside of the office as we were in the office? Or is it that we just want to return to normal? We want comfort. There have been many companies that have just canceled leases on their buildings and said, "We no longer need all this infrastructure." Those are ones that are actually insightful and thinking about what did we just go through, what did we learn, and how can we move forward when we do return to what used to be called normal. I don't think the new normal is going to be normal, but we'll see what happens. I mean, the data must be telling us now whether or not working remotely has been more efficient or less efficient for for many companies. What 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 are you hearing? I I find it fabulous that you reference data. I haven't in most of these discussions you're seeing play out with major players in the market. I haven't seen much discussion of data. It would be a very nuanced question to ask. What did we do perfectly fine at under remote operations, and what was more challenging? And to really look at why do we need. The communion of coming together for work, because there's something very special in that. But instead, and this is really somewhat strange, there's this wish that in-office operations is the only way to work, which is amnesia. I don't know where you've been for the last 18 months. None of us have been in the office. <laughs> There are some things. That are done in an office environment that should continue. You should be able to meet with with team members face to face and do some strategic planning, do some goal setting, understand the challenges of the organization, things that you can't really the nuances that you can't pick up through on Zoom. That being said, how often do we need to do it? Do we need to insist that people come into work? I saw one. One statistic that people spent 20% of their life commuting to work pre-pandemic. That 20% of their life has been given back to them, whether they've chosen or they're 
organization has chosen, I can work you 20% harder. Right. Or right. if they've regained some of their freedom by not having to commute back and forth to work. And we're seeing a lot of interesting pushback from wage earners, from staff in general, saying, under those conditions, nope, I don't want it. And there's a projection on that, that it might be entitlement. I would go to how I subtitled this episode before we came into working on it, which is, you're asking me to work stupid. And I think from the perspective of someone who is staff in your organization, they find it outright insulting to say that they have not been working effectively for the last year and a half and just knee-jerk revert to back in the office. And they find that disrespectful. Yeah, and we can talk historically. You can go back to before the Industrial Revolution, you had the farmers and you had the landowners. During the Industrial Revolution, you had the factory workers and you had management. Currently, the classes that I see that are coming, you're going to have those that can work remotely and those that can't. And that's the difference between it's not the same breakout as white collar and blue collar that we've had pre-pandemic, but there's going to be a new breakout of those that can work remotely and work smarter and those that have to work in office, in restaurant, everywhere else. So there's service workers will always be service workers and service workers have yes. a specific, yep. we have a specific need for them, even though we don't respect them the way we should. Right. But of that knowledge base, who can work remotely and who has to actually be in person? I think, you know, it, it's a bit like, um, you know, the Luddites was the Industrial Revolution game, gave steam the power to run the, the, the looms. The, the home spinners were all centralized in factory environments. This is a little bit like that process in reverse. We're decentralizing these large corporations and we're putting people back into their homes or back into other environments. And the internet wasn't built just for Netflix. I mean, this is, <laughs> we've got to take advantage yeah. of this. This is, you know, this is the new paradigm. And it's, it's really interesting what you're teasing out there is technology is advancing. Technology is offering opportunity, but people who have traditionally controlled the power through their wealth, the larger corporations, are seeing a loss of control through that. So it's an interesting splintering of classes, as Brent was talking about. It's an interesting change, very similar to the Luddites, as you're talking about. But the power bases within that are very different than they've been in the past, which to bring all of this philosophy back to what do we tell clients, bottom line up front, our clients care about do I have the best staff and how do I retain them? And the answer to that is having a better response to this than Tim Cook saying, is the pitter-patter of little feet. <laughs> it's like collectively having everyone under the same roof. Is that what companies want? I'm going to guide this in a slightly different direction, but still under this question of do we need to have everyone under the same roof? Most of us have personal experience 
suffering through bad call centers that have been offshored to foreign countries. We outsourced those jobs to countries like India. Right. And we learned from that example, ooh, not everything can be done remotely based on a protocol list of answers. I think that's a really good example because it was cheaper to to you send us through to someone in a, another part of the world where that labor pool is cheaper. And I heard stories that they were watching episodes of EastEnders to try and get some cultural <laughs> understanding of, of the British people. I think that there were lessons that we needed to learn out of what can be outsourced and what can't be. And that same type of thinking can be applied to any of these in-office jobs that are now in discussion because they've been performed out of the office for almost a year and a half. One of the things Brent and I have discussed is, do you set up a performance management model? We're all very comfortable with performance management, where once a quarter, teams come together face-to-face for a two to three day sprint in the office and they determine how their work relates to the strategic plan, what they're going to be doing in the next quarter and when they need to connect with people. So that would be taking an existing process that you have and giving people the power to consider where do I need collaboration and where am I equally effective doing it the way I want? Technology plays an important part in next week's show when we stick with the topic of people working from home. We're going to talk a little bit about Zoom fatigue, supervision and measuring productivity. All questions that folks should be asking themselves about in this current place we're sitting. Absolutely. So until then, thank you everyone for listening.